Hello, and welcome to another episode of a podcast about music, which, if you're new here, is a podcast about music. I'm one of your hosts, Slogan. And I'm the other host, Eric. Eric, how are you doing this cold, windy weekend? Wonderful. How about you, Logan? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Before we start the show, I'd like to tell you that uh, along with Anchor, uh, one of our sponsors this week is the book The Figures Among Us by me. I wrote a book, Eric. Congratulations, Logan. And that book is sponsoring the podcast, so I'm going to give you a quick synopsis and then tell you where you can find it. The Figures Among Us is a coming-of-age tale of alien encounters, action, secrets, and discovery. Jobin is a near-adult male with one big catch. He's an alien from the planet Chochka. As Jobin develops his powers under the instruction of his adoptive father, Mark, he learns about hidden truths, powers, and even family members. When an alien invasion approaches, Mark, Jobin, his brother, Wyatt, and Whitney, Jobin's girlfriend, have to come together in order to save the human race. Sounds kind of like a light, feel-good holiday novel? Uh, well, if you read it during the holidays, it's a holiday novel, but it's it's pretty action-packed, if I do say so myself. What would you say the target age group audience is for a book like this? Well, it's interesting because I think it could appeal to all age groups. So I'm going to say if you're under 10 and 1, you're listening to this podcast, thank you. And 2, if you're under 10, I'd say maybe wait a few years to read it. And if you're over the age of 30 and listening to this podcast, it might not appeal to you because it has, um, you know, sci-fi in it. And I don't know, maybe you're a cool middle-aged man woman whoever you are but i feel like it's more of a younger adult kind of book so you could find it on amazon by searching the figures among us and i'll throw a link in the description and it's 7.99 uh 7.95 for a paperback copy and uh you can get it today and it's amazon prime so again that's the figures among us you can search it on amazon or press the link in the show notes, and we're happy to have them as our sponsor this week. Now, Eric, back to the podcast. Logan, who are we talking about this week? We are talking about Steely Dan. This is another band that we've always enjoyed listening to and know very little about, but we'd like to share... Like like we do every week. (laughs) We'd like to share some of our favorite songs with you folks out there. Here's a band that most people are familiar with, but I'll bet... There's a couple of listeners, perhaps overseas, who are not familiar with this brilliant, unique musical taste that is Steely Dan. Oh yeah, their music is great, and uh, they're an American rock band, and they were founded in 1972 by uh, the core members Walter Becker, Donald Fagan. Those are the two members. Indeed. Walter Becker. I don't know if he went by Walt. I don't know about that. I don't think so. And uh, Donald Fagan. Do you go by Don? Don't know about that either. I don't think so. No? All right. Uh, So uh, they blended jazz, Latin music, reggae, traditional pop, R&B, and blues. And uh, it was pretty sophisticated music, and it still is. Eric, what do you have to say about Steely Dan? What I've got to say, Logan, is that unfortunately Walter Becker passed away in 2017. Mm Mm-hmm. Sadly, no longer with us. Unfortunate. Um, they weren't necessarily uh, 
performing band all the time. They were yeah. more of a studio band, mm-hmm. and they had sort of a they revolving set of different studio musicians that, studio they, would, musicians, that they would yeah. play with on various albums. Musicians. They played That's with a said. lot of great musicians over mm-hmm. the years. Yeah. You know Ringo Starr was a studio musician before he was in the Beatles. It's hard to believe, but I'll have to take your word <laughs> for that. Um, so, of course, also we're going to suggest some songs this week. Uh, I don't know if you want to start it now or later. It's up to you. Later. You know what? Funny you mentioned drummers. Do you know who one of the first drummers that played regularly with the two core members of Steely Dan was? No, I don't. A comedic actor. Oh, um... You ever heard about this one? A comedic actor from what decade? 70s, 80s, 90s, and beyond. Uh, I don't know. Chevy Chase. Oh, Chevy Chase. He played the drums, huh? He was one of their first drummers. They played together in the early 70s. That's great. Good for them. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't get Chevy Chase in their band, so that's it's pretty... But that's not the important stuff we're talking about no, today. Yeah. We're trying to get people into maybe broadening the horizons just slightly and listening to Steely Dan. You want to suggest the first song, or shall I? Uh, well, I have a song in, uh, on my mind, and mm-hmm. that song would be uh, called Peg by yeah. Steely Dan. I don't know if I took yours or not. Not at all. But um, I like that song. It sounds nice. And uh, it really gives you just a little taste of what Steely Dan is really about. It's from their album, Aja, I think. Yeah. If I'm pronouncing that right. A-J-A. It's from that album. So that's that's where that song comes from. That's the first song in the description. Excellent, excellent choice. Excellent. Yep. Um, um, I'm going to recommend one of their most popular songs, but it does a great job of um, showcasing all the... Mm -hmm. Uh, Steely Dan is and was My Old School Oh uh, oh yeah I heard that one 1973 Beautiful song Alright um, Want me to tell you how uh, Becker and Fagan met I'd love to hear it They met in 1967 at Bard College Where's that? Uh, New York New York, New York uh, Allendale on Hudson, New York Wow and as Fagan passed by a cafe, the Red Balloon, he heard Becker practicing the electric guitar. And in an interview, uh, Fagan recounted the experience, and he said, I heard this guy practicing, and it sounded very professional and contemporary. And uh, he introduced himself to Becker and asked, do you want to be in a band? And discovering that they enjoyed similar music, the two began writing songs together. And that's how Steely Dan started. And what was Donald Fagan's initial instrument, do you know? Uh, no, I don't. He's a piano player. Piano, nice. I could play the piano. But he, a lot of times, would end up playing this really interesting looking oh, instrument. The, uh, I'm not sure what it's called. The one that you blow into. and You blow into, but yet it has keys like a keyboard. Yeah, I'm It looks gonna... like you're playing a clarinet that's been smashed up with a piano. Uh, it is called, um, uh... Melod- melodica? Yeah. Melodica, yeah. Melodica horn, maybe? It's a, it's a breath-powered face piano. It's a free-read instrument similar to the pump organ and harmonica, and it has a musical keyboard on top and is played by blowing air through a mouthpiece that fits into a hole in the side of an instrument. But this is not our melodica. 
episode. This is Steely Dan. <laughs> so he played the piano, that instrument, as well as the saxophone at times, and I'm sure some others over the years. Great, yeah. But definitely, Good fun. Um, a lot of their very original sound comes from the use of some non-traditional instruments like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, could I suggest another song? Please do. Uh, reeling in the years. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are you it's reeling in the years? Uh, not yet. I think I'm we like, all are. There's no stopping that. Uh, that's true, but I I like to believe I have quite a bit of my life ahead of me. That's a great choice. Folks, those are our three Steely Dan suggestions for this week. As always, there's very little that we can say that would rival having a listen to these songs and letting it yeah. springboard we, you. We literally gave them no information on Steely Dan this week. Uh, this is like thrown together, but... You know what? It's fine because we have two other segments that basically trump the main segment. Uh, you want to do really fake now? I would love to. Without further ado, real or fake? Welcome, one and all, to another signature. A podcast about music segment known affectionately and officially as real or fake. Logan and I will each hit the other with two news stories. Logan will be going first this week. We flipped a coin and it came up heads. And I was heads. Uh, This week in Bangkok. Bangkok Burger Joint has become an internet sensation after YouTubers started challenging each other to eat its biggest meal. A near 6 kilogram, 3 pounds patty covered in fried onion rings, bacon, and mayonnaise. Chris Steaks and Burgers is offering offering a 10,000 baht, $330 prize for anyone who can finish the mammoth snack in 9 minutes. One baht for every calorie. Wow. Um, It's like a week's worth of calories right there. I'm going to go ahead and fact check you there. I believe 6 kilograms is way more pounds than three pounds i can't remember exactly from middle school but i want to say a kilogram is over two pounds okay so maybe <clears throat> even if it was over two pounds that would oh yeah it would make be about 13 it would be 12 13 14 15 pounds i'm sure we could um, find that answer 13 pounds well incredibly quickly you're going to have to either do a kilogram to pound converter or just leave it at that and i will leave it at that and assume that someone did their math wrong in the writing of the story bangkok gigantic meal and what do you get bats yes ten thousand bat or 330 american dollars oh that's a a a unit of currency oh no not not the animal what are you gonna do with either flying Mammalian bats or, or baseball, baseball bats. bats. Yeah. Ten thousand baseball you bats could is out of hand. Start a baseball league with that. In Vicksburg, Mississippi, the unthinkable has happened. A government project codenamed PF One has succeeded. The end result: making a genetically modified pig fly into the air with nothing but its short, stubby wings. <laughs> that one was easy this week. What? Pigs do not fly. You are correct. Uh, Bangkok Burger is real. And I just want to let you know that um, if any of you are in Bangkok and you do it, send us a picture or a video and we might play it over the air. Because we're live, you know, so they can hear us and send it. You could send it in right now, honestly, and we'll get it and play it. 
All right. What country is Bangkok in? Uh, in India. I what? Thailand. Thailand. Yeah. Close. Oh. I so a quick shout out to our Thai listeners. Thanks for joining us today. Yes, thank you a lot. And, and uh, in India as well. Eat the Bangkok burger. Yeah. Get that three hundred thirty dollars. And s- yeah. So Logan. Yeah. So yeah. Funny enough. My first real or fake story this week comes to you from, from Bangkok. No, India. Ah, a man in northern India has sadly died. Oh no! After he was challenged to eat fifty eggs. The, uh, now the report the report eggs. does not specify raw or cooked. It's raw. Gordon I would rooms. I would say it doesn't matter. We're still talking about. The serious dangers of overeating. Yes. The sheer quantity, the sheer volume of food involved with eating 50 eggs sadly had him rushed to the hospital after only 41 eggs. Oh my gosh. They finished the deed in the hospital? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Doctors at the Sanjay Gandhi Postgraduate Institute of Medical Sciences said the man died from overeating it was that simple this is a crazy it's a true cautionary tale for those of you out there who think it's cool to enter into these eating contests with your friends maybe some of you in college think this is a nice way to pass your time on the weekends not cool very dangerous and quite honestly who needs all those calories much in line with that burger you're talking about Come on, I know that's a week's ten thousand calorie calories. burger. I think he's like Joey Chestnut is the hot dog eating champion of the world or something. Don't be Joey Chestnut, guys. I believe what Probably you're referring guy, to but... is um, neither here nor there. Well, it's we're just talking like over eating right they, now. We so many hot dogs, it was crazy. I don't know if you guys tune into hot dog ch- championships or whatever it's called, but. So, Logan, story number one: in India, a man died from attempting eggs. to eat fifty. I eggs. haven't ate, eaten. Like a scrambled egg since I was about like one and a half years old. But go on. All right. Well, story number two. Not vegan, though. Now that the winter sports season is upon us, it's time to share a new world record. Last week, Philip Gustafsson, small town farmer in central Norway, made a pair of snowshoes out of nothing but duck feathers weaved together using a centuries-old method. Philip managed to make the trek over snow-covered farms to a neighboring province some 150 kilometers away, that's over 90 miles, before his homemade snowshoes gave out. According to the authorities at Guinness, who does track the world records, he beat the previous duck feather snowshoe distance record by over 50 kilometers. Wow. Story number one, 50 egg challenge. Story number two, duck feather snowshoe record so i'm gonna go on a limb and say that second story was fake do you believe there's such a thing as duck feather snowshoes uh yes i don't know i made it up wouldn't surprise me if someone's tried it over the years it's certainly not a record that guinness keeps track of wow so we both are one for one this week and we have one more segment that uh we have coming right to you uh it's time for weekly wisdom uh with adam sandler i know what you're saying you're so smart 